Hello and welcome to a very special I guess, side episode of Flywheel. Today I have Drake on from the Fraxcore team and uh, we are here to commemorate, well it's not commemorate because it hasn't happened yet, but uh, we're here to talk about Chapella and what it means for Frax. So Drake, welcome. Thank you. Happy Fork Day. Yeah, exactly. It's finally here. Honestly, it's gotten here a lot faster than I thought it would be. Yeah, me too. I um, I used to jo not joke. In 2016, I was mining Ether, and everyone said, you're a fool. We'll have uh, ETH 2.0 in uh, January 2017. And that was four or five years late. So uh, I had careful expectations for when withdrawals would be available, but uh, certainly exceeded my expectations. Yeah, because it's been two years, hasn't it? Uh, or was it mid-2020? It was mid-2020, right? It's like right when DeFi Summer was kicking off. That's when the staking went live. I think ETH was still maybe that's like, when you could deposit, right? Yeah, deposit for the first and time. And then yeah. we did the full transition a year ago. Yeah, to proof of stake. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you um were you doing home staking? I uh, am not at this exact moment. Um, I probably will. Uh, I actually I've just been really busy, so yeah. I um I have a node that I run at home, an archive node. Uh, but I just haven't gone through the rest of the steps. And I am one of those people, I want to do it, like build it myself, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to just buying one, like a, a box from Dapnode or something. Um, and so, but I haven't had the time to get it set up. Um, yeah, I've got one of the little boxes. I, but again, like I've just got to sit in, honestly, it's just easier to buy Fraxeth. <laughs> and that's true, true too. You know, the deeper we get into the staking stuff and, and you see one of the guys, uh, the infra guys on our team, Alex, um, you know, and, and Justin as well, like when they talk about kind of what it, what, what uh, it takes to kind of operate uh, this stuff at scale, you start to realize that there are serious economies of scale. And the truth is you're never going to get competitive yields as a single staker. It's I've heard just, differently, honestly. Like I've heard, like with all the MEV boost stuff. Like if you catch it, it's kind of like pooled together, right? Where you're like, you're in it and you're in it, and then all of a sudden you may catch like a, a seventieth MEV block, right? And yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, I guess I, I mean more in terms of uh, utilization of resources in the cheapest mm -hmm. way possible. Um, there's an argument, obviously, to be made that the internet's already free for you. A few, of the, you know, a few of that stuff. If you're in a cold place, the electricity using to run your machine is heating your house. So, uh, from the from that perspective, I think that you could make a really strong argument that it is more uh, profitable to be a homestaker. But um, if you don't give yourself those sort of nice to haves, uh, I think it starts to be slightly, slightly less efficient. Yeah, so which is an interesting topic because I think you'll see. Uh, essentially professional staker, you know, enterprises who are going to really like all of these LSDs because it just gives them access to more ETH and they'll be able to generate returns that are higher um, than other people. Yeah. And so we're on the eve of Chappelle. It's actually coming in, I believe, like two, three hours. We're right around no, here. No, isn't it? Um, the on. I've got a Chappelle watch party on YouTube and it starts oh. in 22 minutes. But that's just the watch party. I don't know what block... I have it here. We posted it on Leviathan News today. I've okay. got it. Uh, but it's we're finally here. And yeah. uh, Fraxeth has, I guess, been a resounding success for the short time that it's been launched. It's what, been six months now mm -hmm. uh, since since uh, mid-October uh, until now. 
and we've really just been constantly up only since then. And there's been really good feedback and it looks like it's been in your, well, in your opinion, how has Fraxith performed since launching? I, I mean, uh, excellent, right? So if you look at the, there's, I uh, forgot the name, but I believe it's rated. They do, they kind of like do an analysis of all the stakers and their uptime. And I think Frax is consistently in the top one or two, which is really good to see. And then in terms of growth, I think uh, we hit all of our growth goals faster than we expected. And so, yeah, I mean, we're, we are still the fastest growing uh, LSD, uh, still the highest yielding LSD. And I think, you know, the two token model is just better. Um, <laughs> and, you know, some people are upset about it, but that's just, uh, you know, it's just better. Right. So I think, um, you know, one thing that we have expertise in is, is stable coins and frax ETH is the best liquid staking derivative and the best, uh, ETH peg stable coin. So, well, I, I think it's, I think it's not just stable coins. It's more about Frax has mastered the liquidity game and understands all the game. S essentially, like Frax understands the meta, right? Of how you play the liquidity game of, yeah. you know, how do we aggregate liquidity? Because I think like looking at Lido and Rocket Pool and then Coinbase's and whatever, like Frax doesn't have to compete with them as being like the most decentralized, like largest stable coin, whatever, right? That's not what Frax is trying to do, right? And you see this with the recent announcement of the Weth replacement program, plus some of the other things that are coming with Frax ETH, where Frax is just more focused on saying, hey, we see that there's gonna be a switch to uh, stake derivatives down the road. Uh, Frax ETH should be the core uh, pair that everyone pairs against, or the core asset that everyone pairs against when they're creating any sort of ETH derivative. So like if you're Lido, if you're, you know, uh, Lido ETH, or if you're um, Rocket Pool ETH or, or anything, any of these like hundreds of staking derivatives that are coming, they're all going to pair against Frax ETH and Curve or in some other place in the future. And that's that's a win. I mean, like you, you, you become an incumbent at that point. Yeah, I think that's right. And um, <clears throat> it really is just, uh, that's what we, that's the vision we want. And I think people will start to see that that's, honestly, just the best thing to do. And, and we're going to push out a lot of sort of effort on this, the WEATH replacement program. But the truth is, why would you, uh, why would you ever pair your, you know, token with Ether when you could earn yield on the Fraxy, right? Exactly. So it's just, uh, it's a, it's a, it's an easy one. And so I think we'll see a lot of migration over and we already are, right? And it, what's nice about that is that it just it's it's a it's a flywheel, right? So the more people that are doing that, the more utility is, the, the more the higher the yield goes on the S Fraxy. So it's and, uh, and you know what I feel about these uh, LSDs is that like Frax is in a space where it's not like PVP. Like if I'm Rocket Pool, it's definitely PVP with Lido, right? But I don't really see us as being like PVP against the other platforms because they're all going to depend on us for liquidity. And so it's it's in their benefit that we get bigger and also that they get bigger as well too. Yeah. Look, and I think one thing that we really just believe at Frax, right, is that there's uh, there's room for everyone and we kind of all grow together. And, and there's not, yeah, we never talk about kind of like how are we going to beat someone or how, how are we going to produce something better? It's it's more about just how do we work with these people? What can we do? And, and I think we've, we've talked about that with uh, providing, you know, pairs against all of the LSDs We've, uh, and I think now on Fraxland, we're about to launch some pairs where you can use uh, like uh, Lido or, or Aave tokens to like, you know, uh, lever. And so I think, you know, generally speaking, we're very, uh, let's grow the pie. Let's not try and uh, steal the pie.
Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to um to seeing how like post Chappelle comes and how much ETH is actually going to flow into Frax ETH because there's a lot, right? All the Kraken on ETH has, it has to be unstaked. Um, you know, we're probably looking at like a million, a million to a million and a half ETH that's going to be unstaked over the next. What's you know, the queue at right now? I think uh, we it's about four thousand. It's about four thousand yeah, validators. Not too big. So yeah. um, I think we're going to see. I expected it to get much bigger, uh, but maybe people don't want to enter the queue until the upgrade's complete. Fair. But, um, you know, people have been talking about, oh, there's so much ETH, it's all going to be unstaked. I don't know if that's true. Um, at least I, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, in a few hours. I, I, I'm going to take the, uh, the middle view, which is like, you'll probably sell some ETH off to cover the tax uh, implications of your staking rewards. But mm -hmm. if you've been staking ETH for all this time, for a year or two years, like, why would you, why would you suddenly unstake and stop? staking your ETH, especially when there's like stake derivatives now where you could move your funds into if you want to be liquid. So yeah, yeah, it might even be, yeah, I, it might even be good, right? Where like the amount of there's all where we just don't see that much other than crack and unstaking. And that leads to ETH, you know, outperforming. Yeah, I think you'll I think so. Right. And I think also that there's a few right, I think Celsius had some staked ETH, there's, you know, some mm -hmm. of these people that uh, were all you know, levered long and, and blew up um, are going to now want access to those. Uh, so I think those people are going to withdraw. Although I think I looked the other day and I didn't see Celsius's stake teeth in the mm -hmm. queue. So who knows what the bankruptcy people are doing with that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. You know, the, the, we won't see any more of the LSD DPEG, uh, which by the way, is LSD or is it LST? What's the I don't know. I like, I, li I like LSD. I like LSD because I came in with LST. the crypto through drugs. So I'm always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know, you're talking about this stuff to other people and they're like, LSD? What? So, okay, LST. But uh, I think the, um, but uh, wait, did you say you like it with a D or the T? I don't, I don't mind it either. Like, I, I don't like care. Like liquid state right? assets or something. I don't, I don't really know. Like yeah. the main thing is, is that like we, we you know, Frax has found a space where I think it's carved out a really nice, nice niche. And um, now you're seeing this kind of like if Frax was like the second wave of LSDs. Now you're seeing like the third wave. You know, you just had uh, Manifold launch or announce theirs uh, a few days ago. Um, Redacted just came out with their. Uh, yeah, I saw. Redacted is coming out with theirs soon. Yeah. And so it's getting more complex and sophisticated where Frax is just Frax has pretty much just said, okay, we're going to run the validators. You know, we're using block block route or blocks route to capture some of these MEV and the tips and stuff. Um, but it's not like we're building an entire. It's not like we're trying to own the entire stack where we're like building the relay, you know, building the blocks, um, and then trying to maximize value through there, which uh, is what the third generation is now doing. Um, I think that I think that's right. You know, um, <clears throat> we'll see how this third generation kind of comes out i think at frax we've always been really thoughtful about what are sort of the primitives where we can uh, exist with some type of synergy and you know where we can not only um so where we can create value for the rest of the protocol right and so mm -hmm. i think uh you know we're having a hackathon soon and we're hoping people will sort of build uh yeah essentially use the primitives we put together now to build something cool, right? Kind of like that third layer you're talking about. Um, but I think we've been, we've always tried to kind of, yeah, resist that urge to try and own the whole stack 
because one, it's not where our expertise are, and, and two, it's not where we pro you know, provide the most value. Yeah, liquidity is, and it's it's what always going to be liquidity. And like, you know, like why why the try original to service of DeFi? Exactly. Like why try to dilute the the core function of what the in you know, the first the first word in LSD is liquid, right? <laughs> like, and I think this is what a lot of the other the other uh, like stake derivatives or whatever you want to call them is what they miss is they don't focus on the liquidity first. And this is what Frax did. It said like we're going to focus on Frax being or we're going to focus on Fraxie being the most liquid. Uh, LSD primitive out there, and um, it really shows in in how the design works. So, um, I hope it you know hopefully this uh, update goes well, doesn't break anything, and um, we get a nice update tomorrow that that nobody sold off, and maybe six thousand or ten thousand validators are coming offline. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, and then everything's good. So, moving down the road, like what what's coming for Fraxeth? Like how is Fraxeth going to evolve now? Now that Chappelle is coming, we have full withdrawals. We're going to have a bunch of frac like ETH flowing into these LSDs. Like, what what's coming for Frax? Well, what's coming for everyone is LSD summer, right? <laughs> I think that's the that's the thing that we really believe, right? I think people, like you said, people are building this sort of version three or layer three on on the staking and everything, and I think that's kind of really really going to be fun to watch. Um, I, in terms of Frax, right, we're, we're building our Frax Ether V2 system, which is essentially fully permissionless, fully decentralized uh, liquid staking uh, system. So anybody can be a validator and uh, it will be kind of like opening the doors for, for everybody and, and also, um, you know, being decentralized, which is always part of our vision. The, in the beginning, uh, did it make sense to start that way, but you know, with the version two, it'll be fully decentralized. So the um, operations of Frax will be kind of uh, completely separate or not operations of Frax. But what I mean is uh, it'll be autonomous. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the new governance proposal or new governance uh, product that's coming. That's also very uh, exciting. Yeah. So yeah. that also it'll be fully on chain governance uh, and full, full loading sort of Full, full control to FXS holders, so um, which is another thing that we're really excited about too, because uh, up until this point, it's been a, an optimistic governance and we're excited for it to be fully on chain. So we've been working really closely with the Gnosis safe guys, with uh, the guys over at Tally and um, kind of putting together a system which we think is very novel and uh, will actually kind of set the stage for a new era of, of governance design. Mm. Really excited for that. Once everything's blended, where you have all the all the validator nodes are decentralized, and then you have governance decentralized as well too. It's going to kind of like complete the system where you have the product already kind of there, and then you you know have the governance there as well too, and then the nodes. Uh, it's going to be a great system. So really looking forward to it. And we can all fly on the same plane again, which will be nice. <laughs> you know, right now we don't like the all the multi sig people are usually not in the same place. Uh, so if we have a conference or something, you know, one person stays back and, and things like that, just because we don't want the whole protocol to die if we, uh, if we get in a plane crash or someone tries to kidnap you, you know, it's just like, there are these things that will be nice to kind of be oh, yeah. able to, to stop doing. <laughs> I know I was, I was working at OKCoin when star got detained or like put under asked to stay at his house for three months and OKX had to turn off withdrawals. Because they're a key. Uh, yeah, they didn't have access to the key. Yeah, they're key multi-signer. Yeah. 
right, right. And so, you know, we have we have a multi-sig at least. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's still, it'll be nice to be fully decentralized. And if the, if the core team, uh, you know, dies in a plane crash, the protocol lives on. So what are you, what are you most excited about for Frexeth? And what are some of the challenges coming ahead? So I, I'm really excited about the design. So it's very, very, very permissionless. Um, you know, there's been a little bit of drama on the LSD side of crypto Twitter with Chris Black really kind of bringing the hammer down on all of these supposedly decentralized LSTs. Uh, they're not, right? Um, you have to get information from the beacon chain. Therefore, someone somewhere is sort of intervening as a human being. And, uh, you know, there are various levels of people to claim that they're decentralized. I think we've been really clear with our first version of Fraxy that it's not decentralized. Mm -hmm. But um, but I'm just excited for the fact that I think this is actually one of the better ways. So it's essentially a lending uh, pool where you, uh, as a validator, can use your um, validators as collateral to mm -hmm. borrow more uh, Ether. And you use that Ether to stake more. And uh, so essentially, all of the yield being paid to SFRAX ETH is fully a function of that borrowing market, as opposed to the operations of the Frax team or anything like that, right? And the 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 remember I mentioned before that all liquid staking tokens have this sort of situation, but the uh, the 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 transfer of data from the beacon chain to mainnet uh, has to happen somehow. And uh, every all the other chains are are doing uh, they have a MSIG. Sorry, there's a fly here I, apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had the doors open it's summer so fly got it but uh but no the important thing is that uh, we're going to do that all via governance so all those beacon chain uh, updates will be subject to governance and um as opposed to just a multi-sig right so uh, that's one really big upgrade and then the idea that all of this yield is a function of the borrowing markets not the operations of the frax team really mm -hmm. put us in a good spot for decentralization and just to sort of you know caveat all of this if if the 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 sort of beacon oracle as we call it which is run by governance uh you know dies right then it's okay the system lives on and can can operate still so i think it's really uh hits all of the points for decentralization and i'm really excited for us to be able to open that up to you know anybody to val to validate and get in on that um and we think it's a pretty elegant ele elegant design that really separates out uh the operations of the protocol and the core team and stuff from the generation of, of the yield. So we'll be excited. I think there's some divots in there that we're going to have to pull out and, uh, and look deeper into. So All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, well, let's wrap, yeah, let's wrap it up there. That was a nice quick, uh, roundup of everything that's happened with Fraxith, uh, since its launch. Um, Trey, thank you so much for coming on and, um, we're going to have to have you back once, uh, you and Sam are ready to talk about Frax V3. Exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, we would, uh, that'll be great. Awesome. As Thank always, so much, it's a great Trey. chat. Awesome. Thank you. Cool.